welcome to episode 80 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, The Spoiler Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and join me on our midnight meat train of murder and madness and mayhem and one more M-word, um, meat. Magic. Magic <laughs> is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. <laughs> Yes, every fortnight Jennifer and I set ourselves a movie to watch and then we go through it scene by spleen and spleen. Spleen. Split scene by spleen oh. and spoil the fuck out of it for you and everyone else. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs and compound fractures. Together we are two people who love um, horror and fill the burns of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. Um, and we've had a bit of time off over the holidays, didn't we? We have. We apologise for that. No, we don't apologise. I don't apologise. I work hard. I'm in pain. I need a break. I work hard and I play hard, motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just like to thank all the listeners who support us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, the YouTube, and all the rest of them. We love you. Thank you very much. And we love to give a shout out to the people who interact with us on our social medias throughout mm. The Times. People like Adrian DiGiolamo. Oh, Game Boy Dad. His uh, code name is. Oh, really? Um, Adam Gillespie. Simone Stewart. Dave Kudrev. Kevin Patterson and Patrick Roberts are just some of the people who have, like, we've had a, a shit, shit ton yeah. over, the, over the holiday season. It's been great. Thing. And, um, but we also have a... Uh, what is it called? A rating system? Man, we- I can't talk. I've had like one month off and now I'm like... And mm-hmm. now you're just not used to it. You've what? had too much coffee, you're jittery, you're not ready. But anyway, we have a rating system so you're not left with your dick in your hands. Uh, as And it goes as such. So we have A is awesome, everybody should watch. B is a beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. O, an overrated motherfucker. G, good for its time, but it's not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, a D-grade movie only I would like. Uh, D, Dan special, a movie with lots of practical effects and dismemberment and dicks. Uh, We also have a W, whatever. We've got the Kesha, low-budget hot mesh. Uh, C minus, craft is stellar, but I hated the content. And of course, the McConaughey, the fucking fucked. We watched it. You don't have to. Oh, because of his performance in Texas Chainsaw New Gener- Generation, Next Generation, whatever it was fucking yep. called. The one that had no chainsaw deaths in it in a Texas Chainsaw film. Yeah. And this week we watched They Live from 1988. This was my pick because I just wanted to watch it again. Hadn't seen it in freaking ages. And yep. my word. It's been a while. My word. Mm-hmm. So it's directed by John Carpenter. Uh, screenplay is also by John Carpenter, and it is based on a short story called Eight O'Clock in the Morning by Ray Nelson. Yeah, I didn't know this until I looked into it. Eight yeah. O'Clock in the Morning? I would never read a book called that. Well, it's it's a short It's literally a two-page story, which I read. I read it uh, in my break. It took me five minutes. It was great. It was easy. Um, and I'll talk more about that. Later. Later. Uh, it stars Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is referred the whole way through the film by both of us as Rowdy. Rowdy. Everybody's name in the movie is John, what, which is like It's whack. Nada. What? Yeah, it's meant to be Nada. Really? Yes. But he was credited as John. Was he? Yeah. Oh, it should have been Nada. Anyway, that's beside the point. It also stars Meg Foster with terrifyingly beautiful eyes. Yeah, she's weird looking. She's, she's, like she's like a reptilian shapeshifter if there yep. was anyone going to be one. Yep. And of course... 
Keith David, who we know from The Thing. He's the one. Is he the thing? Was he the Was thing? Was he the thing? We don't know. No one cares. We'll never know. It had a budget of three million and returned U.S. box office with thirteen million. I assume that's a that's a that's you know. a that's a solid. Yeah, that's pretty good. All What's right. its uh, catchphrase and Hook. whatever they're fucking called? Hook. You see them on the street. You watch them on the TV. You might even vote for one this fall. You think they're people just like you? You're wrong. Dead wrong. <laughs> the fucking long catch I know. Light. And the plot line is even longer. Nada, a wanderer without meaning in his life, discovers a pair of sunglasses capable of showing the world the way it truly is. As he walks the street of LA, Nada notices that both the media and the government are comprised of subliminal messages meant to keep the population subdued and that most of the social elite are skull-faced aliens bent on world domination. With this shocking discovery, Nada fights to free humanity from the mind-controlling aliens. Pretty much the whole film. That's the whole film. I would have written this, you know, it's a bit more aloof than that, you know? Give it a bit more like, ooh, now I don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, mm, skull-faced? You had me at skull-faced. Skull-faced aliens. Skull-faced <laughs> glitter aliens. I love these, these The glittery these aliens. aliens. Anyhow, we're, we're, we're already spoiling it. There might be a person out there who hasn't seen this film. So Maybe. We're going to, this is for you, that yeah. person. Yes. Um. So... How does it start? Okay, so it opens to this very heavily graffitied wall in a train yard. Uh, we see Rowdy Roddy Piper walking in. Um, you know, it's drizzling. He's got a backpack. He's asleep. He's got a sleeping bag. So it kind of in we get this sense that he is like oh, I, homeless. I thought of like a traveling hobo. Yeah, I, I, but not a gross one. The working poor. Is... I did like that there was all the graffiti on the wall, and then they live. Yeah, in the, a film like was turned into the graffiti on the wall. I yeah. thought that was really, no, that a, was a, really a, good. A good little effect. And yeah, it really sets the story of like, you know, this, yeah. this, uh, what side of town are we on? Cause it's like in, in all the synopsis, it says like, did it say an unnamed town? Well, it's, it's LA. So it's Los Angeles. So it's, um, so this whole title sequence with a really fantastic sort of blues style synth soundtrack, um, is just him walking from this train, train it's not even a train station it's a train yard so he's clearly gotten off of a train that he's jumped on because uh what, what's his name uh director uh john carpenter did all the music yeah and you can fully tell yes. it's just him on noodling on his guitar like, yes doom, 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 doom. Yep. and it's that uh, you know that kind of like traveling hobo music that yep. kind of like good like what is it acoustic Jazz, it's like simple. a bass or something. It's, yeah, it's blues. Just, down, 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 down. With him, you know, walking along yeah. the tracks, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Anyhow, he's got his like, yeah, his backpack, his sleeping roll on top of that. Yeah. If you don't know what he looks like, he's a big man with a blonde mullet. Yes, <laughs> so, he is. So he's, if, yeah. he's an extra. Is he a wrestler? He was a wrestler during this time. There was a lot of controversy surrounding that. Oh really? They didn't want him to do this film, and he was just like. Fuck you. Oh, the Wrestling Federation didn't want him. Yeah, I oh. think he actually quit the Federation to do this film. I don't know that. Uh, don't hold me to that. Anyhow. Um, so, yeah, we get this this crazy sequence of him walking towards the city, then he's walking through the city. shows the city's in city. shambles. Yeah, it's sort of very 80s, very desolate, very, you know, it's it's very low socioeconomic. It's, it's like Wall Street's plummeted and everyone, yeah. like, who isn't the rich has lost their jobs. And so, like... They're not all gross people on the street. They're just all families yeah. and, you know, normal people. Lots of people have lost their jobs. That's the scene. Anyhow, Rowdy, 
as we've called him. Yep. Goes to the Centrelink. That's what I said. He goes to his local Centrelink. He's looking for a job, but nothing available. He's got skills. They're multiplying. He's got tools. He's got this. He's got that. He's but no. They're like nah. You got nothing. Not, you got nothing. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, ah, fuck. So he leaves. He and he goes past a street preacher. We see this blind street preacher preaching. Mm-hmm. He's preaching about they're watching us. You know this shit's going nothing down. Nothing but ruin and misery. Doom saying. Yeah, yeah. And he looks at him for a while and just walks on and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he, you know, it cuts to him like getting in his sleeping bag on the streets and out the back with a couple of other, you know, down the side of an alley. So we were, he's, he's like, you know, he's, he's, he's hitting it hard at the yep. moment. He's got nowhere to be. He's got no job. He's come to the city for, you know, a bit of a, he's just drifting. He's he a is, drifter. He's, he's trying to do. The right thing by himself. He he's he's still got this uh, horrible optimism that I feel he shouldn't have. Yeah, which he will lose. Spoiler. Um, next morning he gets up. He goes down to a construction site, and he's like, "You want you know got any work? I can work." And he's like, "I've got my own tools. You know, just." And the dude like hassles him, but he's not in a union. But then he just gives him a job anyway. Well, yeah, because he's like, it's a union job, and he sort of turns and looks, and it's literally just um. Uh, obviously illegal immigrants who are being paid cash in hand. Um, so it's not like a proper union job. It's oh, like okay. union, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, basically cuts to him like he, he got the job. You got the job. Rowdy, yes. good on you. Yes, Rowdy. And first first rule of this job, not allowed to wear a shirt. Uh, no, and you're not allowed to sleep on site either. Oh, we're not allowed yeah, because you know, everyone is homeless. Yeah, literally Even if you've got a everyone. job, you're still homeless. And we get introduced to the new character. Frank. Frank. He's lovely. Well, Frank, he is the guy from The Thing. So Frank, we... played by Keith David. Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. he became, he, they kind of just have a chat and like, yeah. Frank's like, says to Rowdy, like, you know, if you got nowhere to go, there's a soup kitchen down the road. And, and Rowdy gives him like a weird cold shoulder. Yeah. Just well, like ignores him. And he's like, fine, fuck you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Um, but then they are sort of like, they both, they all leave for the day and sort of Rowdy's following Frank to wherever Frank is going. Um, and it is literally this shanty town on the outskirts. Um, but what I like about this shanty town is there's no class system. There's no race system. There is literally everyone is just there. You know, they're all playing with each other. They're all working together. They're all cooking together. They're all sort of bringing. Yeah. It kind of, it reminds me of like a disaster, um, you know, refuge, yeah. like there's been a disaster, you know, like, you know, you'd set up a quick, like, shanty town for people who've like, lost their homes, but yeah. this is how, it's a whole community now that's yeah. obviously, but what I actually thought it was, was just a, a bad representation of a shanty town. Everyone was too clean and shit like that. There was a lot of cleanliness in this shanty town, but. Because it's not real, because well, they had no. to make it for the film. There's a, there's a bunch of funny little things in this film. They Anyhow, um, so Frank and now, Frank and, and Rowdy are now mates. Um, Frank explains that, you know, how the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Yeah, well, you forget about the golden rule, Dan. He who has the gold makes the rules. It's true. It's, it's true. true. We get a bunch of poor people watching TV, you know, and all of a sudden, and uh, there's, a, there's a bum there. He gets a couple of lines. He, he reminds me of the drinking guy from Independence Day, you know, the dad. Yeah, who, who a saves, little bit. Who saves the day in the end. He flies yep. his plane to the alien spaceship, taking it down. <laughs> But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're watching TV around like you know outside around a fire drum, mm-hmm. you know hobo style. I don't yeah. know, is hobo a politically correct 
correct term? I don't know. They're rough sleepers. They are rough sleepers. And all of a sudden, the, the, you know, the TV goes, and on comes a really boring looking man. And he, he just monologues. He goes, we're being controlled by the government. The government are taking over the airlines. It's all mind control, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. Yeah. There's you know. a rogue radio station somewhere, a TV station out there, warning everyone of fucking the reptilian shapeshifters. This to me screamed conspiracy theory shit, eh? And oh, like, 100%. And yeah. like, I love this film, but it also was solidifying idiocy that is now a thing. Yes. Back then, this was all a cool idea. Now it's like Kool-Aid motherfuckers are jumping on lizard people and shit and taking it fucking seriously. So I had this, like, the sci-fi in me loving it. And yep. then the the reality of me of, like, seeing all these idiots in real life these days, flat earthers and all that shit, like, going, yeah, this is kind of, like, solidifying it for them. Could this be the, the start, the seeds that were planted for these people back then that made them think that this shit could be real? Yep. Fucking hell. It goes deep. You could you could write a thesis on this movie. Yeah. You oh, could. You, you could write a thesis on some of the mistakes. You <laughs> like could. <that>. And now, uh, <laughs> Rowdy, like, he, he's just like, oh, yeah, TV, going on and off, whatever. It's like a bit of a headache. He's, he's more interested in that he sees the blind pre- street preacher from before. Yep. Going into a very suspicious church because nothing's more suspicious than a preacher going into a church. I know, <laughs> which is conveniently located across the road from the shanty from town. the shanty town. So, um, anyhow, Rowdy gets sus on this church. He's like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go stick my nose in where it. Do- I'm gonna stick my mullet in where it doesn't belong." Which is everywhere in the which world, is in the universe, truly everywhere. So he goes in, and there's like a church choir playing. Um, he, he kind of sneaks in. He, like, he you does. Know, He's just he like, kind of, you know, like he. There's this awesome bit where he kind of like walks up to the door and then casually leans against the wall, like <laughs> to look inconspicuous. Yep. It's and like it's I've so got good. Up to thievery. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, casual, rowdy, casual. <laughs> and, uh, he just walks into the open church. Yeah, <laughs> like. But it's like there's, it's like a meth lab is uh, is functioning in this church, and we still don't see this choir or this choir. Yeah, there's music. all like beakers filled with colourful liquid because we yep. all know that is science. Science and but cardboard boxes everywhere, and it's a very small room, and we hear the choir the whole time. So there's obviously choir going, but like he kind of walks over, and it's a tape recorder. Mm. And it's not really a choir. Mm. Why would they have to fake a choir? That's crazy. Cut to the next room. <laughs> There's men in there, the most boring-looking dudes you've ever seen. These dudes look like the guys are going to sell your fucking car. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And they're they're having this conversation. So he overhears everything, and it's basically, well, this is the the station that where they've set up this fake TV station to hack into Channel 54. This is where the weird signal is, is coming from. This is where it's all happening. And they they, we, they need to push the signal further. They're not getting further enough than across the street. <laughs> Convenient. So basically, this is the resistance organization trying to push out the signal further, and they and they are set in a church, the most conspicuous church, like <laughs> two rooms church, it could yeah. be anywhere, but doesn't matter. No, it's fine. So the preacher catches Rowdy and kind of chases, runs him out of the freaking church, and he goes off into the back to shanty town. The where blind he preacher finds him. Goes, let me touch your face. <laughs> Why? He wants to know who he is. So he wants to remember what he looks like. Anyhow, Rowdy, he's like, hmm, now I'm really sus. He uh, he tra- he gets some young young kid and trades something for some binoculars. 
And then he sits there, and this is so good. So he, it's daytime, the shop. He's sitting there looking at the church through the binoculars, like sussing it out from yep. a distance. Like it's just a church across the road. I don't know why yep. you need binoculars. No. And then the next shot is him that like basically cuts to nighttime and he's still looking through the binoculars just at the church. <laughs> so he sat there for a whole day. He clearly didn't go to work. He clearly he didn't. He clearly maybe didn't go to work. And he just sat there looking at a church through binoculars for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he, once he gets an idea, he fucking, he goes through with it. Anyway, he watches it for ages. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, a fucking helicopter comes out of nowhere. Oh. And cops. It's like, they're just everywhere. They're around the church. Um, Like, it's literally like a couple of cop cars and a helicopter. And then all of a sudden, a fucking SWAT team rocks up. Yeah. And a bulldozer. All these fucking shit rocks up and Everyone makes a break for it. Sirens are blaring. Cops are rocking up. The popo. They've come to fuck shit up. Plus, there's this, also this weird scientific investigation department. Yeah, they come in And as they well. rock up. They storm the church. And then the bulldozers come with the SWAT team and they basically destroy the shanty town and run everyone out. Yeah, and I like... Although, yeah. And I like through this whole... So this, is, this is chaos. There's, like, people running everywhere. There's fucking dudes with, you know, trudging, beating people up. There's a bulldozer running through all the fucking caravans and shit. And then there's this rowdy standing there. Just watching. He's not even running or anything. He's, like, slowly walking as if he's trying to look inconspicuous. <laughs> it's so good. It's like I can blend into any location my, I want. I can hide behind my mullet like a cape. <laughs> Um, so everyone sort of starts to. But sort then Rowdy realizes he has to run. Yeah. Like, oh shit, maybe I should run now that people are getting shot and killed. Yeah, maybe. Could be good. So he runs off, he runs down an alley when he finds that the cops have bailed up the hacker guy from the TV and the preacher. And they the cops basically just start beating them. And he doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't do anything about it. Instead, he, he makes a break for it. He runs, he finds some other guy who's like cowering in a corner, picks him up, and then they. They take cover in an abandoned building, hmm. which is just... Well, the guy he picks up is the kid he bought the binoculars off of originally. Yeah. Oh. That's why they like, you know, they gave him a bit of a He's bit sitting more, there, bit he's like, time. where's my fucking binoculars, mate? He goes, you gave me, like, the money you gave me wasn't. It was like rowdy bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're drawing them yourself. They don't work. <laughs> Anyhow, it cuts... Yeah, so they go into an abandoned building. There's a bunch of other people hiding out there as well, and they yep. had some snarky lines, and then it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. Shantytown is gone. It's like yep. it never existed. Convenient. So, but been... everyone is around, and they're picking up the pieces of But, like, most broken... of it's gone. Like, yeah. it's been completely gone. They've even come and cleaned it all up. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple of keepsakes. Yeah, it's like shit. But out of everything that has not been destroyed, the TV. There's a TV still sitting there, still playing, <laughs> just playing in the background. Just... Why not? But Rowdy doesn't pay attention to that. He doesn't want to watch his Saturday morning cartoons. He heads for the church. He's like, there must be some like, clues. Yeah, from I feel that, that there's clues. From that room full of cardboard boxes. <laughs> and now he goes in there, cleaned out. Yep. Lab is gone. Fuck. All the boxes are gone. Apart from one box, which it they they kind of pre-shadowed before that he saw was like in a wall cavity kind yep. of like. So he, he he gets a cardboard box. One of the cardboard boxes. The rare cardboard I boxes. That whatever they were it. making. This is important. This is what they came for. This is what the fucking police didn't want anyone to get was whatever is in this cardboard box. He doesn't open it. No, he doesn't. He just runs with it. Yeah, you got to. Well, you got to get safely down some other back alley. He goes to before the, you open the box. He goes down a back alley. It looks like just that down 
like the back of an old Heinley Street or something. It, yeah, well, it kind of looks like he's gone because this this shanty town's on the outskirts of the city, so it kind of looks like he's run into the city and gone down some back alley in the city. And what is? And he sits down. He opens the box, and wow, it's disappointingly full of black sunglasses. Sunglasses, no brand, no no Ray Bans, no whatever other sunglass brands. They there are, are. Ray Bans uh, shape though. If they you need are. a yep. point of reference, yes. these are just black sunglasses that you get at a servo. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, he looks at him and he's like, "Huh? Fucking glasses! This is bullshit." It's like anyway, I kicked he, down a wall for this. He, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, uh, you know, takes one pair. He's like, "Well, might as well take a pair of sunnies." Yeah. So he dumps he, the box in a bin. No, he kind of hides. Well, he it. hides it. Yeah, hides it in a bin. Why would you hide it in a bin? I know, Ra- rowdy. Haven't you been around? Bins get emptied. They do. Anyway, he takes a pair of sunnies. He walks off. He strolls down the street. He's strutting now. He's not worried about hiding. He's just like, ah, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> he puts the glasses on because it's sunny. Yep. Why wouldn't you put the glasses on? And suddenly he realizes that it's black and white when you look through the glasses. And I'm like, that's a terrible pet set of sunglasses. <laughs> but then he realizes, what does he realize, Jen? Okay, so he realizes that. Everything is not what it seems. Mm. So in place of billboards and magazines, there are these... And basically any everything. advertising. There is subliminal messaging. And the um, subliminal messaging is so good. Yep. It's Obey. just white. It's just white. Yes. With black fucking aerial font writing. And it says stuff like you said, like... Obey. Marry and reproduce. And then no independent thought. Consume. And the Watch whole Watch television. Town. Yep. Like, and there's, there's such good, like, and it's the most ham-fisted, like, subliminal messaging ever. Marry and consume. Yep. Buy products. Don't question authority. It and the, really and like, made me want to go out and buy stuff. Yeah, and it's because, like, there's a really good, this is a great saying. Cause you can tell, oh, I love this You could tell that when it's looking in the black and white, it's models. It's yep. so good. Yeah, no, and it is. And so he, like, exactly he takes the glasses off and we see, like, you know, normal advertising, puts the glasses back on, like, Consume and obey. Yep. And like from this, this is like in itself a massive like cultural reference. From now we have those gigantic brands like Obey. Yeah, well that's which, exactly I don't know the guy who created that Obey thing, but he John Carpenter? No, yeah, <laughs> yes, he literally pulled it from this film. Like he yeah. he said, like this was the big thing that influenced me. Like, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, if you don't know what Obey is, it's a, a massive brand. It's up there with like you know Sub, uh, Supreme. Supreme and all that kind of shit. Like it's a high fashion like young person's brand. Yeah, it's certainly which not I've a, never worn. It's not I've a nev- brand for you and I. No, uh, but you would uh, if you look up Obey brand online, you you'd see it. And you're like, oh yeah, I have seen that yeah. before. And that is what this is basically. Uh, it's referencing this film, which is a huge thing. Like. Yeah. To be referencing. And don't get me wrong, I really like the idea of this, like this whole thing of like we are controlled by our media, which rings true for today oh. even more. Like as if like if there were aliens all out there, these sparkly glitter aliens that wanted to control the world, the best thing, social media. Yes. And that's why everyone thinks that fucking Zuckerberg is a, a reptilian shapeshifter. Number yes. one, he looks like a lizard. Oh, my which God. Which doesn't does do him any favours. No. And number two. It's like the most brutally subliminal, like, like uh, 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 mass controlling thing that's ever been invented. That we willingly just went, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, bring it into my life. Oh, it's free. Yeah, I'll do anything for free. 
you fucking idiots, yep. including myself. We're all idiots as I sit here and flip through Facebook and Instagram. As we are putting media up right now, creating media. Yes. <laughs> like, obey, obey, motherfuckers. Consume. <laughs> Consume Terrorvision Horror Podcast. That's right. I saw our advertising. We've jumped on hook, line and sinker. Exactly. Anyhow. He starts flipping through some magazines. Yeah, um, yeah, magazine store. Which... Literally just pages upon pages of just obey, consume, reproduce, marry, watch and he's TV. Like, that kind of like all stunned. And he keeps yeah. on like taking the glasses off, putting the glasses on. <laughs> glasses up, glasses off, glasses on, glasses off. Um, but he then, he looks up and he notices a man. And it's it's clearly some like very 80s business guy. He's got the business guy hair, like the Lego he, hair. He's clearly going to suffer from bonitis later oh, on. Oh, he's got bonitis like big time. And he notices that this man is not a man. It is like this ghoulish being with... Um, glitter skin. Glitter skin, silver eyes. Not no like, lips. No lips. It's like skeleton face with skin sort of ripped off. Blue and purple glitter skull. Yeah. Is but he... we don't see the colours of them until later on. Later on. But I love it. Yeah, I like anything that's glittery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Twilight? You like Twilight? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Well, they're glittery. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Not like that. You'll make an exception? Yeah. Okay. The, um... I said to my wife this week, I said, the older I get, the more I like looking at the colour gold. <laughs> I like how shiny and nice it looks. And I'm Interesting. Because like, I'm, 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 I got a pair of gold undies the other day. Mm. Like their bonds and the bre- the band at the top has, um, it's uh, got glitter stitching in it of gold. And really? I just like looking at my g- golden undies. And then I went out and bought some silver undies. Yeah. Not as good. Not as good. I should Not have bought six gold. pairs of the golden undies and made my feel. You know you've got a good pair of undies? That when you oh. wear them, you think you're going to have a great day. Yeah. Not superstitious. You just know. I just know that I've got the good undies. That, you know, if I get hit by a car and my pants fall off. You're happy you wear And I'm on the undies. news. People are like, that's some glitter undies. It's real funny you say that because I have those undies on today. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're my anything is possible today undies. <laughs> You've got reach, reach for the stars undies. <laughs> It's the kind of undies, yeah. If you accidentally pants fall down and you're on television, you'll be like, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I'm glad. I could strike I'm, a pose in these bad boys. Yeah. I don't wear budgie smugglers. I wear those, like, pants. What are they called? I they're not know. boxers. They're those in-betweeners. Oh, they're, they're like, boy short tidy whities or something. They're the ones that guys and girls wear now. Yeah. They're very comfortable. Oh, they're the best. Yep. I've got a pair of Star Wars ones that I wear to bed. Fuck. Yep. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the magazine, this, the skeleton man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the skeleton man, he's, he's there, he looks at Rowdy, Rowdy's looking at him like he fucked his cat, and he's like, what's your problem? And he's like, just a fucking alien kind of guy, and just... Yeah, but nope. he's, he's just kind of stunned, he just doesn't know what to do, and he kind of looks around, I think you see there's a couple of other, the, 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 the glitter skeletons, yep. as I call them, <laughs> around. but my favourite bit in this scene is when the dude pays for something with money and mm. he looks at the money through the glasses, the dollar bills are just white bits of paper that say, this is your God yeah. on it. And I was like, this is, that's wicked. Yep. Oh, Carpenter, you genius bastard. You fucking dog. So Rowdy walks off and he, you know, he stops at the traffic lights and at the traffic lights, there's just like this, this sort of uh, thing going around and it's just, it literally is just John Carpenter's going, sleep, sleep. So it's sort of radiating this like hypnotic kind of yeah. like thing, and it kind of has a bunch of shots showing that there are alien or the glitter aliens 
intermingling with normal humans as well. So yeah. they they are in there. About fifty percent. It looks like fifty percent of the world are aliens. Fifty percent of them are normal humans, but the humans don't know. Yep. And am I like, yeah? Cool. But this is the reptilian shapeshifter fucking conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fantastic as well because there's like this one alien. She's there. She's getting her hair and nails did. There's some other lady who's like buying stuff and loading up the car with. You know, she's she's having this sort of like judgmental like gossipy talk with the human friend yeah. and. You well, know, the she- aliens are also hook, line, and sinker kind of into this whole world. They love the gossip. Like, yeah, they're just, well, they ab- just think like humans. It's absolute yuppie greed. But then, um, like, Rowdy goes into, uh, what, he's in a supermarket like or a something supermarket, like that, yeah. and he just blows his cover so hard. He just walks up to an old lady and starts paying the shit out of yeah. her. Like, lady, you're fucking ugly. Yeah. Like, you know, I put these glasses on. And you look like a piece of shit. I take him off, and you look like a lady. So I'm like, he just blows his cover. Like, and then they all like they all around all of the people, all of the aliens, all the ghouls that are in this supermarket. They, glitter, glitter skeletons. Glitter skeletons. I apologize. They all start um, talking to their talking watches. Talking to their Rolex watches. They've got Rolexes. They've all got Rolexes. And so, they go, and they're like, we have one that can see. And so, you know, they start describing him and he's just like, oh, fuck. And he kind of bails. And I'm like, you know, we, we've got Apple Watches now. It's not heaps exciting like to think <sighs> of a watch you can talk into. I know. I was I'm literally th- having a conversation with my wife on it yesterday. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Rowdy fucking realises that he's done a dummy. <sighs> and he's like, fuck, I better go. He, he bails. But then some um, cops pull him over. He ponks the glasses on. He can see that they're, are they both? Uh, yeah, this, this time they're both. They're both uh, uh, glitter skeletons, glitter aliens. Yeah. And uh, they're like... They try to reason with him. Yeah, they talk into their watches as well and they're like, we found him. Yeah. We found the seer or whatever he's called. (laughs) Fucking hell. And they're they're like, look, mate, you know, they're trying to reason with him, but he's Rowdy Roddy fucking Piper. So he kicks the crap out of them, steals the guns, and he basically just starts shooting. He shoots them both. He He, kills both the cops. Now, I like to think in this movie every time I watch it, is like from a normal... Human's perspective of what Rowdy is, he's just gone. He's just snapped and he started murdering indiscriminately. Yeah, it's just like a, he's like a mad gunman. He's like a school shooter in this film. Like, well, okay, so I was doing a little is bit this of like reading. Justification of why some school shooters, why why people go on shooting rampages. This is exactly what I was uh, like reading about when I was sort of doing all the a little bit of behind the scenes reading is. Like this, I mean, not to say not to justify anyone's behavior at all, but this is like the other side of it. It's like, why do school shooters walk in and pinpoint these particular people? Because they're glitter aliens. Because they're glitter aliens. But yeah, I was like, well, don't, don't justify shooting, mass no. shootings. No, but then I think they also <laughs> had to... there weren't as many in America back then. No, they, I think they did a couple of things to sort of justify like, that this is not okay. You do not just go shoot people. Well, then he goes into a bat. He, so now he he, go, he grabs the fucking cop's guns. He grabs the cop's shotguns. Yeah. And he walks down the street. He's always got the fucking sunnies on. He's got the guns and all this shit. And he walks into a bank. And he but just, he, he like backs into the bank. Yeah, and then like, turns oh, around got, and he's like, oh, fuck, there's a whole oh, bank fu- full of people. Yeah, oh, fuck, I'm in a bank and I've got shotguns. I look like a bank robber. <laughs> what am I going to do? do you, so what do you do? You say the line. Oh, the line. To, what is it? Please. Oh, Dan, you say the line. Come on. He's. Um, no, I'll get it wrong. Oh. Um, it's just like, 
I've come here. He just out of the blue says this line. He yeah. looks around. Everyone stops in the back. And he does it so perfectly. Everyone too. looks at him. And we can see through his vision that half the people are fucking glitter aliens. Half the people are normal people. And he just looks and he just goes, this is an opportunity to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes like, I've come here to chew gum. I've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> and I'm like, bubble gum? Yeah. That's such an uncool word. Well, it gum. is. Chew yeah. gum, bubble gum. Bubble gum is what kids have. This bubble is gum get. is American. It's an American institution. <laughs> bubble gum. I say that as an Australian who's never been to America. Uh, do you know what, though? It's true, though, because I didn't see him chew bubble gum for the whole film. Well, yeah, right? So he just came to kick ass? Yes. Like, maybe, well, maybe the, the whole city. film was him arriving in LA to find bubble gum and he couldn't find it anywhere. So he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to kick some ass instead. So then he just starts to shoot everyone. He does. Shotgun, he starts shooting who all the he glitter sees aliens. aliens, but other people see that they're not aliens. Like, yeah. They don't know. They just see fucking some dude come in, say a line with a mullet, and start gunning people down in a rampage and not steal anything. No, he just he just shoots people and then he fucking makes a break for it. And we see one of the the glitter aliens. He's like in the corner. He's on his fucking tele tele watch talking, going, He's here, he's here, motherfucker. He's in the bank. And like Rowdy looks at him, goes to shoot him, and he goes, <laughs> presses a button on his watch, and he's like, Vunk, and he teleports out. And we're like, Oh, they can teleport now as well. No one's ever seen anyone teleport mm. before. No. The plot thickens. And we don't really see it again. Except- so Rowdy now casually just walks out the back of the bank. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> Like it's he's fully not doesn't even run in this scene. It's like they hadn't they they shot this scene first and didn't realize he's going to be running out the bank. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just done that. And yeah, and he, what does he see out in this back alley? Oh, he sees a drone, a flying saucepan. Yes, a it disc. looks fantastic. And then something something comes out of it, and he's just like he's just looking up and having a good old chat to it because it's clearly identifying who he is. It's like yes, we we we've caught him again. We know where he and, is. Are we to believe, I didn't know if they, they mentioned this, that he can only, like, they're invisible to other pe- normal people? I am going to go with that belief. Because, like, he can only see it because of the glasses, that like, it's cloaked. Because if they can make people not see, adverti- like, you know, subliminally advertising through television and advertising, they should be able to cloak stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that he can see this cloaking thing, which is basically a thing to spy on things. So he, like, you know, he says a line. What is he like? And then he shoots it. Yeah, I don't know what... I can't remember. Because the American way to solve things is to shoot things. Um, Anyhow, a a cop sees him shooting at the hair (laughs) and comes out and looks at him. We see he is... He, he is a human cop. Yeah, so he's not he's not an alien cop. He's and I a... think this was also one of those scenes that they utilised the because they didn't want to make it so that all cops are alien, glitter aliens and bad guys that need to be shot. So he kind of just wanted to be like, okay, this is just a normal guy. All right, buddy, beat your feet. And he kind of just... See, I got the opposite out of this scene. I got the idea that, like, Rowdy only wants to shoot people that aren't like him. <laughs> I got the xenophobic, xenophobes uh, vibe out of this bit, but I'm sure sure that's not what it was supposed to be. But I'm like, oh, it's okay if you're a human. But all these other glitter aliens that are probably just living normal lives that have nothing to do with, like, 
you know, the glitter aliens have families. Well, they just they just want to be here, like yeah, glitter kids. Well, yeah. Well, because there's clearly, you know, I mean, obviously, like police, but we don't really see any stacking shelves in a supermarket. No. Oh, that was the thing that they kind of have been alluding to as well. The glitter aliens get all the jobs. Yeah. They get all the promotions. Yes. They they go up further up the up the food chain. So all the glitter aliens give the other glitter glitter alien glitter aliens the best jobs where humans are left. To do all the shit work. Yeah. Like work for a union construction company. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's the evilness of them. And I'm like, that's kind of just what society is. Yeah. Like, so it's basically he's just killing rich people. This is the eat the rich scenario. Yep. Kill the rich. I'm like, it's problematic. Look, but it's I mean, American like murder your problems. It's got that vibe to it. Yeah, I mean, this is like coming out of the Reagan years, but also That's like true. you see that the films that sort of come out around the same time as this as well is Society, where they're also looking at, you know, this all the of the eighties. Yeah, all of the eighties is set up to be like you know, yuppie greed is great. It's great to be a yuppie, but then there's all these films that are coming out going no. Yeah, the goal is to be below. Anyhow, I might be looking too deep into this. People might think I'm a PC warrior. I'm not that much of one, but I am. Do you have a PC baby? No, but I do like PC principal <laughs> <laughs> from South Park heaps. <laughs> uh, PC babies. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, PC baby. And they like cry when it's un PC shit happening. <laughs> Anyhow, Rowdy, um, um, what does he do? He goes to. Cut to a lady walking in a car park now. Yep. She's, you know, it's an underground car park. She's walking to her car. The, you know, the most kidnapped place in America, I think, are, are car parks. Yep, definitely. <laughs> she walks to her car park, car. She gets in her car and all of a sudden, bam, Rowdy is in the car. So he grabs her. He needs a ride out of the car park. He, It's not safe for him. He needs to hide. He needs an out. She is the out. And la- this lady is played by Meg Foster. What's her name in the movie? It's like. I can't remember. Uh, I want to say it's Holly. Yeah, I think it's Holly. We're going to call her Holly until we find out it's not. Yeah, that's and, uh, fine. Holly's like, fuck. Okay, let's drive. And this lady is cool as a cute. Yeah, she is. I thought she was a psychiatrist. Like, yeah. the way she was acting she is like, I was vibe. like, oh, she knows how the human mind works. But mm-hmm. no. Raddy kidnaps her, makes her drive to her house. Yes. They go to her Beautiful big house. Oh, this is this is a quintessential eighties yuppie apartment. It's like it's very clean. It's There's, over the hill. It's on the built onto a hill. Yes. It overlooks like the fucking town. A lot of chrome. It's like four stories up. Yeah, chrome and carpet. <laughs> it's very nice. I actually really liked it. It yeah, it's really cool. Now, I don't know about you, but her performance is just boggling, horny as fuck. For him. She she has a husk of a voice. She's like, oh, she's actually, she's like, I'm thirsty, <laughs> and he's like, oh, good thing is Rowdy just falls on the ground. And he's yeah. like, oh my god, I've had a day. I've shot all these people. I'm tired. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I haven't slept for at least two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the glasses because, you know... When oh, that's right. The glasses the, take it out of you. It does. It takes it out of you because, like, when they were watching TV and the, so they intercepted the, the thing, they all started to get headaches. So it's like, you know, you when you you should be easing out into the... the so, this... Yeah, he shouldn't be wearing the glasses as much as he is. They've given no. him a fucking migraine. He's on the ground. He's like... She's like, 
I'm thirsty. She reminds me of someone from Hellraiser or something. Like oh, she, she should have been in Hellraiser. I know. Yeah. And like, I love this line. She's like, I'm thirsty. And he's like, go get a drink. And yeah. so she gets a bottle of red wine. I'm like, it's not going to quench your thirst, lady. No. Especially no. if it's an Australian the Shiraz. Only, that's oh. going to dry you out. <laughs> the only thing that's going to quench her thirst is a bit of rowdy. Oh, damn. Yeah. Does she like him? I don't is know. She, is she moistening up She She looks like she's about to... I don't know. I think he, he does have a nice physique and his mullet is a beautiful drape. <laughs> like, it is pretty impressive. And yeah, he's on the ground rolling around. He basically, he falls asleep or some shit. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I, yeah, like he, he, falls he starts asleep. having this rant. Like yeah. he starts ranting about the glasses. He's like, you got to put them on. This is like this and that and the other. And he's like, but also I don't even know your name. Like they've been together for all this time. He's, he's going on his conspiracy theory fucking alien glittery alien bullshit and then um but she's like he's like what do you do for a job and she goes i work as an uh, a station manager at the tv station and he's like the tv station that's the tv station that controls the aliens or some shit anyhow in this whole conversation he explains the whole of what's going on he has the glasses he's like put them on and see and that some for some reason, she just doesn't, and he no. goes, "Fine, don't then." Yeah, just fucking push him onto her face, like. Yeah, it. Well, you know. So she doesn't put the glasses you on. You've got to cons- consent to that. You don't put some glasses on someone's face unless they ask. Well, you've just kidnapped her at well, shotgun I, look, point. Yeah, okay. Anyhow, she somehow tricks him, smashes the bottle of wine over his head which would kill a person, Yes. and then kicks him out of the window, the yes. plank glass window. He falls down four stories, <laughs> head first. Down a hill. On, into a hill, a fucking cliff. Yeah. Rolls down at probably another fucking 200 metres. Yes. No one would survive this. This is like falling out of a fucking building. No, I felt sore just watching it. And then he just kind of rolls to a stop and then gets up and goes, Oh, fuck. <laughs> That lady's pushed me out of this thing. She calls the cops, explains the situation. Yeah, but she's she's on the phone and she's so kindly horny that it's disturbing. Yeah, she's just but, like, "Yes, I found him. He's here. He's come here. get him." <laughs> but then she looks at the shot of her looking at the glasses on the ground. So Rowdy's lost his glasses. She just stares at them intently. Yeah, should I put them on? With her piercing blue eyes. Yeah, I can share contacts. No. That is her eyes. What? Maybe she's a reptilian shapeshifter. Maybe. And yeah, she um, it cuts. It doesn't show what she does, which I thought was a bit weird. No. Um, we we kind of just get him on the run. Like he's 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 clearly sore. He's, he has he's like had a bit two of a fall. cuts on his face from going through a plank glass window, falling four stories head first, landing on a cliff face, and then rolling down a couple of hundred more meters. Yeah. He has two cuts. Yeah. He's he's pretty. And, He's pretty spry. Anyhow, he um he, he goes under a bridge. It's nighttime. He's cold. He's hurt. He rough sleeps. End of scene. Yeah. He rock. And then next day, he's fine. Yeah, he's all right. He he slept it off. You know, he he makes his way back to the big. He wrapped city. himself in his mullet and kept warm. <laughs> That's how you do it. Hmm. Uh, so he he finds himself at back at the construction site. He finds Frank and and Frank the whole time. Yeah. Is always going on about. My family. Yeah. I've got a family back home. I'm sending them money. i got a family. Yeah. Family. I, it's like I want nothing to do with this. Like I don't want any of your bullshit. I don't want any of this bullshit. I don't want none yeah, of this goes, bullshit. How many people did you kill? And he's like, i got a family. It's like they're not people but families. 
<laughs> he's all about family. He should have been in a Fast and Furious movie, this oh guy. Oh, my God. He's he all about been. family. Um, so, okay, so Rowdy, he's just like, all right, fuck you. And he leaves. Yeah, he's like, Fine, get the fuck out of here. He heads back to the alleyway to find the box of sunglasses. But, unfortunately, yeah, what happens? Yeah, because he needs a new pair of sunnies now because he's yeah. lost his. Unfortunately, the, the most stupidest scene ever now, which is so irrelevant. So there's no glasses in the bin. And then yeah. he's like, fuck, they must have been taken by the bin man. He looks over in the alley about four metres away from him <laughs> is the bin man. Convenient. With his bin truck. Yeah. He just jumps into the back of the bin truck, finds the glasses. Yes. And then for some reason, the bin truck, like unloads all the garbage onto the ground. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but also there's and only like off. two, one or two pairs of glasses left. Like the whole, the box was full and now there's like two. Yeah, anyhow, he gets the glasses out in a scene that is so irrelevant. Like it's not as if like it took him to a place, to another location. It doesn't introduce any characters. He doesn't get busted doing it. No. He just, he could have just found them in the bin and it would have been a fine scene. Yes. With them trying to get rid of how many glasses there were in there? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe. Anyhow, he, got to, he gets one. Frank rocks up in the alley after the garbage man has gone. Yep. He, like, throws some money at him. He's like, look, this is a week's worth of wage. Like, you need to go and hide go somewhere. fuck off. Like, just Keep go. away from my family. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Rowdy wants him to put on the glasses. And he's like, no, I'm, he's not, like, I'm not putting, putting on, on the glasses. your glasses. <laughs> I don't it's know like, why. come on, mate. Put on the glasses. No. Not doing it. You could have just said, we're just going to look. If you put the glasses on and nothing happens, yeah. I'll fuck off. Yeah. And like, thing. And I'm crazy. You'll never see me ever again. Yeah. But it's all you have to do is put the glasses on. But he's just like, no. Yeah. Anyhow. He, he becomes so... Def- instead of putting the glasses on. Comically defiant. Yeah. Frank's so comically defiant. Instead of putting the glasses on, he decides to punch Rowdy in the head. Yes. So now begins the fight. Yes. So, are there any statistics about this fight? So, this fight Scene. lasted for... Around about six minutes? Yeah. I think it was tapped out at like five minutes, 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm and not like, sure. It doesn't seem much in your mind, but all it is is them punching each other back and forward, like doing wrestling moves, punching, smashing each other, you know, oh, the fight's over, you know, get up. Nah, fight's still on. It just becomes... Overly comical because it's just like you think it's done, it's not. But they're like they, it's kind of like they're still friendly with each other. They don't really want to like the scene where like where Rowdy goes to like smash him with a two by four, but smashes the window, and he's like looking and he's like, oh fuck, and then yeah. he's like he goes to that, that smash the bottle, car. yeah. So he goes to smash the bottle. The bottle doesn't smash properly. He's like, yeah, fuck it. And then they go and start, go for another round. But I think yeah, nev- it ends. It keeps ending and starting yeah, again. It starts again like and twice. So they did. They had originally done this fully choreographed thing, and I think John Carpenter was so impressed by it because he's like secretly this crazy wrestling fan. Um, that he was just like, "Yeah, we'll put the whole fucking thing in." Put the whole fucking thing in, and they put the whole fucking thing. And this, I, they would have killed themselves in this yeah. thing. And like, it's one of those fight scenes that at the end they've just got like a couple of bruises and stuff yeah. like that. But you would have died. Like your face would be destroyed. Oh yeah. They were like smashing. And anyway, it's funny. It's so long. It's stupid. It makes no sense. But it is that whole thing. Of, like this is how men sort their problems out. Yes. We are. You know. We don't. We don't talk shit through. No. We fucking ram each other's heads into windows 
and then we're friends. Yeah, well, you once you've the fighting's done, you go and have a beer and you're all good again. Anyhow, the fighting goes on. Eventually, kind of like they're all worn out, and then Randy kind of Rowdy just kind of jumps onto Frank and just pops the glasses on his face. Yeah. Which at this point, I went, "You just ruined Frank's life." Yes. If you like letting someone see this shit, you have is, is a responsibility that you have. You can't take lightly. This no. is like. Life changing to anyone. This ruins their life. This well, it's ruins ruined everything. The family e- dynamic now. Yeah, yeah. So his whole fucking—he basically has destroyed Frank's life what by putting. What if he the... finds out that his wife's one of the glittery aliens? Glitter? Yeah, we don't know. I mean, she clearly wouldn't be because they seem to be poor. But that's that's true. Here, Anyhow, they get a hotel room together. <laughs> well, we get one of the best lines out of the film, though. What is it? In this, he's like, you know, once they, they sort of like figure out what's happened and he sits there and he's like, life's a bitch. Oh, yeah. And she's back in heat. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Okay. Life's a bitch and she's back in heat. What, what do you mean? I don't know. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because they've got, both, now they've both got their glasses on. They're strutting down, you know, we should have had some like, you know. Yeah, some like fucking horn music or yeah. whatever. And now they get a hotel room together, very, like, very two men getting a fucking, like, dive motel room together. Yeah. What do they do? What do you do when the you know the world is run by glitter aliens? You get beers and get shit-faced and yes. talk. And talk shit for a night? Just have beers and, like, you know what? I'm going to talk shit. They talk shit about family. They talk about themselves growing up and how they had it bad. Who gives a shit? Yes, stop it. Stop it. Um, So the next day, out of the blue, somehow the boss of the Resistance knows where they are. Just conveniently, yeah. The boss of the Resistance rocks up to their hotel room and um, the glasses boss, I've still called him. (laughs) Sure. The glass. He's a Resistance boss and he's like, you boys can, you know, you're pretty good. Do you want to join our Resistance gang? They're like, yeah, right. Um, and he's, he says, we've got a plan to wake everyone up. Ooh. Why don't you come join our gang at this spot at this time? He could have gone, why did they just go with him? Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's he, a couple of holes leave. in He's like, we've got, we've got a spot to meet, so let's meet later. Anyhow, yeah. nighttime hits and Frank and Rowdy, they go to re- the resistance meeting. Yeah, so they, they rock up. They swap out their sunglasses for contact lenses. Yep. So this is new. It's cool. So they won't be detected because the al- glitter aliens would be looking for anyone wearing sunglasses now. So at this point, I was like, hang on. Why would you make these things sunglasses over just glasses? Because like... So that means at night when you're trying to fight these aliens, you fully can't see anything because yeah. they were still sunglasses. So, Because I realised at night everyone's wearing sunglasses and I'm like, well, number one, that makes you look suspicious. Number two, you can't see fucking anything. It's true. But in the 80s, they do wear their sunglasses at night as that song states. Because their future's so bright. But their futures yeah. aren't bright. If anyone should be wearing the sunglasses, it should be the glitter aliens. Yeah. Because their future's bright. Yeah. And their faces are bright because they're glittery. <laughs> You have to like, whoa, 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 calm down. Your face is too glittery. Let me put some sunglasses on. I can't see what you're saying. Anyhow. Um, so they start to sort of interact. Like they're like, oh, these are their two-way radio, their watches. Like this is how they communicate with each other. Some They can, there's like, they can warp out. They can teleport. We don't know where they go. <laughs> well, you've never, you've got a watch and you can't. It's just a button. Yeah, just um, press the button. They talk about, I enjoyed this. They basically explain that climate change is the aliens terraforming our planet to, to be more their oxygen that they like. The carbon, what is it? Uh, not, uh, 
carbon whatever into the atmosphere is terraforming our planet. And I'm like, mm. oh, so John Carpenter trying to excuse climate change? Yeah, maybe he is a glitter alien. But they talk, start talking as well about the detection is becoming more effective, um, but we need we still need to be careful. Um, don't be reckless. Like, you know, seek out, locate. We've got to go get the signal. Um, we've got to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to... They basically like hatch a plan. Also, they give Frank an alien watch, yes. So he can, so we can hear their communications, yes. Which is fun. Also, bum bum bum. Guess who's at this meeting? Fucking Holly. Holly's there. Hi, boys. I'm <laughs> at the meeting as well. Oh, she gives she gives Rowdy some major fuck eyes. Yeah. Um. I, I feel that we should have had a scene with her putting the glasses on and realizing. Like I thought that would have been a good scene. A couple more of those shots of like. And she could have gone, oh, my God, Rowdy was right. <laughs> or some. Anyhow, she's there now. She's in the resistance because how did she know where they were? Do they just know when someone puts a pair of glasses on? Yeah, there's like a little signal that goes off. I'm not sure because she is. What? I'll get to it because I feel that there is a moment later and I don't want to spoil uh. it even more. So all of a sudden, bam, the wall blows up and the police storm in, shooting. <gasps> the resistance meeting is ruined. Oh they haven't God. even bought fucking orange slices out No, yet. they didn't even get the Tim Tams and coffee out. That's a, bullshit. A, that's a shame. But there's fucking carnage. Like, they are just opening fire on everyone. No, I wrote in my notes, all the minor characters get killed. Oh, curse those minor characters. <laughs> those minor, the cannon fodder characters all get killed by the SWAT glitterers. Damn. And then we move out to the alleyway and we get this really cool video game-esque sort of alleyway shootout where it's like you've the maze yep. things are running around. You know, this whole time Frank's trying to fix the watch because there's something wrong with it. Rowdy's covering him. But he presses a button the, and... A portal opens up. Damn. But it's not like... That doesn't make sense because No, like, so the portal opens and it was like... It's a hole in the ground. Your watch has malfunctioned. Oh, uh, yeah, And it's right. like... You have 10 seconds to enter the portal. Yeah. Your watch has malfunctioned. Because they're cornered in this alley with, you know, the SWAT team coming. There's a portal that's on a time limit. So they just jump into it. They're like, let's both jump into the hole. And it's a perfectly, like, cut blue hole in the ground. They go through the portal and they land in what looks like to be, like, it's kind of like a big cement hallway. Yeah, it's like this weird underground facility. Which I thought was a big alien bunker, but no. No. So they overhear to... And they both have handguns now for some reason. Yeah, I'm not sure where they They got had them. machine guns a second ago and now they just have handguns. <laughs> yep. Doesn't matter. They were maybe they were just they were armed to the T because they were in the resistance meeting. But now they're in and the and the the hole closes up so the other aliens can't follow them. But I'm sure they have watches at work. But and also they, they have teleporters. They could yeah, no, don't think about it. Anyhow, um, they overhear two guards talking about how the terrorists have been eliminated. Did you see what they were using as yes, their walkie-talkies? The PK meters from PK Ghost- meters. Oh, from Ghostbusters. Yeah, so the things that detect ghosts and the they were that the exact prop is used in this as alien walkie-talkies multiple times. Yeah, and they're used as like to find people or to find something or other. Something. So yeah, they've just used the PK meters. I don't know where they got them from. The set of Ghostbusters. Yeah, you're right. Probably set of Ghostbusters but I was, too. I, I loved that. I was like, ugh, weird. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so they find themselves like you know they 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 find themselves into this bank 
banquet room. That, so it's I basically it a ballroom. Yeah, well, it's basically one of those like hoi polloi kind of like functions where all the rich go and they spend fifteen thousand dollars on a table and they feel like they're contributing to society. Yeah, they or they yeah they 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 write checks for funds and organization. You know that kind of shit. Everyone's yeah. in tuck. Everyone's seated. They're all in tuxedos. What's going on? They they're talking. There's a guy, a speaker, talking about how they're you know we are richer than ever now. We yeah. are rich. The poor people are poor. We're getting richer. Our plan is working. <laughs> Basically, he's like by the year 2025, protection and domination of the human power elite. You know, it, it's we'll, we'll you know but. They're well, bragging. Yeah, they're having a brag. They're, they're basically like, like, stro- like, you know, stroking each other's dicks on how good they are. And they walk in and they're just like. They're, they're dirty. They're, they're in sweaty. Their fu- they're in their they're normal. Mullety. They're mullety. They don't, they're in a tuxedo. And then the bum from earlier comes up that was watching TV. And he's in a tuxedo now. And he's sold out to the alien. So this is a dinner that we're. So you can sell out to the aliens. You can, and then you you move faster up the food chain yep. if you are in with the aliens. And I'm like, why would they do that? The aliens, they're better off just killing you. Well, yeah, but also I guess it's still like even powerful people in powerful positions still need someone under them to do the dirty work. So the bum recognises them and he goes, ah, oh, you guys are fucking sold out too. Let's go. And he decides to give them a tour. Yeah, they're looking dirty and sweaty and he's like, oh, you sold out? Let's go for a walk. Because they've got guns. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah so he, uh, <laughs> he gives them a tour of the... And then we re- at this stage you realise... Um, so they're walking down. He goes... Hey, boys, wait till you see this. And they go into a room. Now, this is the most boggling bit. They go into a room which seems to have one wall is open to a portal to outer space. Yep. And so it's just a room. One wall is outer space. So we're underground. So there, so the wall must be a portal mm-hmm. to fucking somewhere. There's, we yep. can see satin in the background and stuff. They tread on a... There on the floor, there is a pad. You tread onto the uh, the pad, and you get turned into a ball of light, and you shoot out into outer space, as in inter interstellar travel. And it, and the bums like, this is how they get around, and this is how they come to Earth. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. They come to Earth through a wall, in like that's just it. In they somewhere. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Okay, but cool. Well, I, I, okay, I can deal with this. They're in a giant underground base. Like, you know, we don't know where they are at the moment and that and that. And I, I, I thought that's cool with a bit of sci-fi to it. There's yep. a wormhole to another dimension down there. That's how they travel back and forth between their own world. And cool. And then, like, so he, they look at that and they're like, whoa. And then they leave and goes, where do you boys see this? This will really blow your mind. And they just go into a room and it's just a TV station. Yeah, so they're in the master like, signal room at cable 54 uh, which is where conveniently Meg Foster, old mate Holly, worked. Worked. But I'm like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is this the main attraction? As there was a wall to an interstellar travel thing, but the main attraction is this is where they shoot the news. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'm just like, oh my god. And I'm like, then you realise that they are not in an underground base. They are just in a TV station. Yeah. So the aliens whole world-dominating base is just a television station with yep. an intergalactic wormhole <laughs> in it. Yep. Like, okay. 
So you can get on board with that. Rowdy and that are like, can we go in and watch TV? I've always wanted to go into TV. Um, and then they just pull their guns out and start shooting people. Yep. So and that- there's this moment as well where, like, the the bum, he's explaining, he's like, look, you know, this is this is what's going to happen. We either we're either going to sell out or we're going to die. Like, you've got to take pick a side. Like, you know, you might as well pick the winning side. Yep, and then he just fucking teleports the shit out of there as well. Yeah, because once Rowdy and Frank start shooting cunts up, they're like, he's like, tuxedo bum out, and yeah. he uses his watch <laughs> and just disappears. And then, um, so then Rowdy all of a sudden has a machine gun. Yeah, where did he get the? <laughs> so they're just shooting everything up at this point as well. So they're like, they they're decided killing that unarmed they... people, like, yeah, and a lot of them I don't up. think are alien. But that, <laughs> but because it's the American way, if you're in with the bad guys, you are the bad guys. Yeah, and this is that whole thing of creating the other side. You know what I mean? And like, you know, it is okay. This is like lethal weapon. It's mm. okay to kill someone if you're on Team America. If you're not on Team America, you should be murdered. Yeah. Okay. Which is basically how terrorists but, think. Yeah. No, that's exactly. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. It's all fun and games. I, I still love this film. This feels great. Well, they, just, they, they figure out that the signal, they need to go up to the roof. They've got to jam the signal or break the signal. They've got to do something to... The head, yeah, the transmitter, the main transmitter to, that sends out the signal that does... It's, it's not just the signal to the TV show. It's the signal that clouds the minds of everyone on the planet to make them not see the subliminal advertising. So it's yeah. basically if they destroy the signal machine on the roof, everyone will see the glitter aliens. Everyone will see the consume signs. Basically, their cover's blowing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, so- sure. But they run into Holly. And, that, and he's like, because the whole time Rowdy's like, we go to Fort Holly. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. They run into Holly and Holly's like, what the fuck? It's like what? something's happening. But you know what is happening? Because at, 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 um, at the resistance meeting, they told everyone to lay low, keep doing your job, don't be suspicious. So it's yeah. not weird that she's back at her job. No, she's, she's back at work. But Holly has a gun. Yeah. Well, there's and, a hallway shootout. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's a hallway shootout, which is pretty cool. Um. And then, so, the, yeah, they run into the roof. Rowdy runs ahead. And then Frank is there just being Frank. Going, My fucking family! <laughs> and Holly just pulls out a gun and shoots him off camera. Yeah. That's all we see. I don't even think we see her shoot him. No. She just pulls out a gun and holds it at Frank. And he's like, the fuck? Mm. And then it cuts back to a Rowdy. And now he's on. So we assume. So Frank just dies off screen yep. with not even seeing the bullet go off and no. now he's not in the film. No, he's gone. He's just gone. He's he done. doesn't even get a dignity of a death. Is no. it, it's like he left the film Yeah, and they didn't have time to shoot his scenes or some shit. Anyhow, Rowdy's up on the roof now Yep, and he's got his little pew, pew, pew shooter. It's the tiniest it's gun in the world. It's teeny tiny. And he just, um, he, he gets the signal machine. He goes, Frank, Holly, he, he just assumes they're behind him because yeah. he's rowdy. Um, and then she's like, Frank's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here, but Frank's not. And so Holly pulls out a gun. She pulls the gun out on Rowdy and Rowdy's like, you, you're you in it the whole time or something. Like that. Yeah. So she's like, don't interfere. You cannot win. So this is at the point where I'm like, okay, she was in on it from the beginning. So he drops, he kidnaps her. He's. Oh, so it, it he, was, she knew from the, the I very. I reckon. I reckon it's just like. She's a, one of the elites. It's a huge, con, like, convenient. Like, 
I've lost not conspiracy. I've lost my word. Convenience? Not convenience. Coincidence. Coincidence. That he just happened to come across her. And then at the, um, you know, at the house, he's explaining all this stuff. And this is why she's not freaking out because she knows what's happening. She doesn't have to put the glasses on because she knows what's happening. But in turn... And she infiltrated the resistance. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, Rowdy just turns around and shoots Holly. She yeah. falls over. She's out of shot. She's not in the film anymore. Done. At least she got a shoot scene. Yeah. Better than Frank and Frank and his family. Frank never gets that to his family. No. Kept going about his family. No family. I, he's I, I done. Wonder if he's fam- I wonder if he's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Anyhow, um, Rowdy turns around and shoots the signal machine with one bullet. Yes. And it explodes. Yes. And I'm like... Oh, my God. But don't forget, at this point as well, there is, like, a helicopter that shoots him and he just goes, ugh. Yeah, so they shoot him with one bullet. He falls over and just looks at the helicopter and gives it the finger. The worst finger. Yeah, It's it's like the finger you're trying to give your sibling if you're trying to hide it from your parents. Yeah, it's like a a curled finger. Yeah. (laughs) A curled middle finger. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is Rowdy... That's it? Yeah. So... Frank died. It, this is all in one minute. Yes. Frank dies off screen. Off screen. Fucking Holly gets shot, dies. Frank shoots one bullet into this machine, uh, into like a giant. It's like a big. It's like a radar dish. It just explodes from one bullet. The most fucking volatile machine in the world. <laughs> and not only that, they only have one. This one machine that takes one bullet to explode. There's no backup generator. There's no backup machines. These aliens, they have interstellar travel down below, a wormhole to another dimension, <laughs> but they make a machine that's basically made out of nitroglycerin. <laughs> like, yep, 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 yep. Um, Rowdy gives the finger as it dies, and then that's it. It's like, Phew, and then we just get a montage of humans suddenly, like, they like shake out of it, and they're like, and they can see the, the consumerism, the, the obey. They can see the glitter aliens. Yeah. We just get a couple of shots. We get a lady who's banging one of the glitter aliens. Yeah, that one's... That's all. Boobs. The only boob shot yeah, in the film. Yeah, some, some titties. We get some, like... You know, we get uh, some... You know, uh, there's a bar where... Yeah, some guy sitting in the bar and then people are just like, uh, what? Did you notice the bar alien wasn't real? It was just a mannequin. It didn't move the whole time. But they, they, the shot was so long on it that you're like, you could have cut way early and you wouldn't have noticed it was, yeah. it wasn't even like, why did they, why did they have someone dressed up? It, well, so they originally hired people to play these glitter aliens, but John Carpenter was not satisfied with their acting abilities, so he basically, I think, got the stunt coordinator, one guy, to get in and like replace all of the glitter aliens. So the scene where there's this six foot two cop. Um, as an alien, and then this little five foot two guy has to get in the suit, stand on a bunch of boxes, and be like, "I'm the alien." I'm the big ass, <laughs> and that's it. And the bang, that's the end. Roll cl- credits, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, so they want what? Did did they win? Was there enough? Cl- clearly, there must be more than one TV station in the world. Well, covering- especially because they're talking about the world. This world is domination. Every worldwide. country would have a station. You would think so. Maybe it's just America. Or maybe, well, it's the only important country. Well. Well, now America knows the whole world's going to know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, that's the end. Um, The end. That's yep. the end of the film. Final thoughts. 
Look, I like this film. It was a great film. I always forget that the the film ends with them in this. It ends in like one minute. Yeah, like I always forget that there's this underground bunker like sequence that happens. I just always remember Rowdy walking around with his fucking thing. But what amazes me most is that this short story was released almost sixty years ago, and it was relevant then. This film was released thirty four years ago, and the content is relevant then and it's as relevant as today you could remake this like you could literally remake this film i think they were talking about doing that like i feel that they could do something i'm gonna call this as more of a science fiction film than a horror yeah i'd say so because there's no blood there's no no gore right it's just yeah it's a science fiction film so i apologize to anyone who doesn't think it's a horror it's true it's not but i I didn't really think about it it's always known as like it's always in the horror section and stuff like that but i also absolutely love the look of the glitter aliens that's fantastic yeah they look weird when they're in black and white as well which is cool yeah because um um it was a bit of a ham-fisted message about conformity though it's pretty like of course it is i mean it's an 80s film so it has the very 80s vibe to it it has some of the greatest lines ever Mm -hmm. that don't make any sense doesn't need to like the bitch it hate the bubble gum there's a couple of other ones that were in there as well like it's like rowdy's whole job was just just to say lines like well so rowdy had this book this notebook where he had written down these one-liners for his wrestling career so if he was doing a thing and having to you know do that wrestler one-liner like he had this book reckon, full of them do you reckon they and were his lines yes they were his lines because he was showing john carpenter he's oh, like i really? like that one yeah. That's hilarious. Cause yeah. yeah like, I'm going to say the bubble gun line here. And what, like, life's a bitch and she's in heat. What? <laughs> what do you mean? It's, uh, What'd fucking... you give it? Okay. So I just gave this a C. It is a classic that's worth yeah, a watch. Yeah, it totally is. It is, yeah. the, it is the encapsulation of the C rating. Yeah. It's a classic worth a watch. Like, cause, like, if you haven't seen it, you really should. Because, yeah. like, and I'm really surprised that the millennial movie talk hasn't gotten on this because I feel that a bunch of millennials would have some great opinions. Ooh, maybe I'll, I'll hit them up. You guys should check out Millennial Movie Talk. It's another uh, film podcast done by millennials. Millennials, who, <laughs> and one of them works for me, Mr. Braden Dixon at the Greenlight Comics. So that's how we, we're tied into all them. Yeah. No, they they're good. They they go to like they have advanced screenings on films and they yeah, do reviews that. and like yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. There's like five of them. Um, check it out if you, if you if you like films that aren't horrors. If not, just stick with us. Yeah, definitely stick with don't us. Don't leave us. No, don't stay with us. We're we're obey, 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 obey. Um, so next week you're keen for this. Uh, we've had, we did ask. Uh, we put it out to you guys if you want to make some recommendations. We'll start watching some films that you want us to watch. We had an overwhelming response. It was yeah, great. I was really happy about that. Thanks, guys. Um, so we have chosen Feast. Uh, from two thousand. 14 and this was recommended by patrick roberts thank you patrick roberts thank you You know who you are because it's your name yep so we're <laughs> gonna watch that for our next episode i'm pretty keen you're pretty keen yeah yeah i've i've, I've i looked at the synopsis and it just looks like a, a fun fest i looked at like the, the cover and the, that the was synopsis enough. is like someone like comes into a bar and yells out that there's monsters coming, and then the whole rest of the film is them fortifying the bar and fighting the monsters. I'm like, perfect. Easy done. It's like that film Legion. And, <laughs> and, and Grabbers. And Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, and every... Yeah, okay. But yeah, so we're going to be I'm watching I'm hoping it's Feast. that. And apparently it's got a lot of blood in it. Yep. And yeah, I'm please, down. Please, more blood. Um, Can't be as much as a new Evil Dead film, but... 
pretty good. So much blood. Anyway, you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTubes. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and make sure you share it with all your friends. You can interact with us on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course, memes that are 100% three years old by now. And we also have a website. Oh, we do? We do. I, I did. You did a lot of this. I'd forgotten I'd done that, eh? Yeah, you did the initial setup and I'm like, you know what? I've got some time on my hands. I'm going to do some things. So, Is there a blog post on there? There is a blog post on there. And you know what? I'm going to definitely try to make sure that I do more, especially with these films. Um, and then our Splatter Chatter episodes, plus other stuff if I feel like having a bit of a write. So it's basically a blog. Yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. And until next time, life's a bitch. And she's fucking on heat. <laughs>